just the the setting of where we at uh, I believe all of us really believe that we're facing end time we're facing some battles uh, some struggles amen uh, from the mind the spirit and physical it all that works together but uh, we, we do understand that the battles in the mind uh, they, they tell us and we understand by the scriptures the skull Amen. The cross, amen. The keel, Golgotha, amen. And uh, the liken of it even to a skull, amen. The battle, amen. You know, the thorns that was placed upon his head, amen. That's for what? The, the have a healthy mind, to have a sound mind, amen. But I'm telling you, there is much as a focus now on mental illness, uh, more so than ever, and medications and things of this nature to try to uh, just deal with that. Uh, I'm not against none of that. I'm just telling you that's what's where we're at. That's, uh, you know, and, and need sometimes what even help creates jobs. Need sometimes was what helps, uh, you know, um, the, the, the demand for something. Did you know that? That the demand of something actually drives prices up and, and some more of the demand for that. And if you got what they're demanding, amen, you, if you got it, you can name the price. And so, but the demand has came, amen, for mental problems and situations. And it's not something new under the sun. I can show you the time of the life of Jesus Christ and where there was some, amen, even as a child was cast to and fro. And, uh, you know, we, we call it different things today. And I won't call none of that because maybe some of us has been diagnosed with that. And you think, oh, you're calling me a devil. But anyway, it's a spiritual thing. And uh, really, if, if we would really open our eyes and ears and let God help us, uh, a lot of this where medication can only help us to cope with it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Kind of putting a Band-Aid on something that's a lot more serious. But God and the Word of God in prayer, amen, can heal it. From the inside out, amen, he can bring true deliverance. I'm not saying that all of that is from that, but we do know, I don't believe there was any sickness whatsoever until the fall of man. I don't believe that Adam and Eve uh, 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 aged not one, one, one bit until the fall of man. That's right. I don't believe they wrinkled one bit. They didn't get gray. They didn't do none of that. Hallelujah. Uh, praise God. While they was in the garden in that, that perfect environment place, uh, in fact, I read an article, it's been years ago, and uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was in the Reader's Digest, but it talked about how that the creation of man, they're talking about man, the creation of man him, himself, that these bodies are actually designed to live forever by scientific studies and things of that nature. But, and hey, this is an article, said, but because of sin, hmm, because all of this trouble and things of this, this nature, now we know we got promised what of a glorified body is coming. So we got we got a goal that we're trying to attain and we're trying to arrive at. And, and so that's some of the struggle, the battle that's going on because as we learned, Amen, Sunday, Wednesday night, we got a, we got an adversary, we got a, a devil, Amen. And, and as I done mentioned here this morning, there's only one that can help us overcome that power, that force. You and I are not a match for the devil. We can say what we want to. We're really not a match for sin. You can't play with sin. You can't flirt around with it. It will overpower you. Best thing to do is shun from it. Keep yourself from it. Amen. Touch not the unclean. That's, that's what the scripture, that's things that God has put in the word of God and put into our spirit and heart. Amen. Even, even a lot of times if you watch closely, the elders and people that helped set the foundation and the, these uh, turning points and places, even of the Pentecostal movement, the one God movement and some decisions that was made years ago, uh, they weren't any smarter than anybody else, but they prayed and God directed them and they made some stands and made some calls and you knew it was a God thing. It wasn't a man thing. 
Uh, that's where we get mixed up sometimes. Uh, it's a God thing. It's, it's, not, it's not really about us and our preferences. It's about God and what, and he knows what's best for us. He's no, he knows. Amen. So as he guides us, as we, we go into this, and uh, all of this is, amen, a call to persevere. Persevere. How many likes to persevere? How many likes a challenge? How many always like going up the hill and never come down? Praise God. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. That's the reason you go buy them pills that says it takes all your energy. <laughs> <laughs> you go buy them pills, amen. It says it creates pain. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't be much of a seller, would it? It might be, but I'm going to give it to someone. <laughs> Praise God, I'm not buying it for myself. <laughs> it's kind of like the little card we got for my grandchildren, amen. It's question about, you know, about Christmas, you know, what, what do you really mean by being naughty? <laughs> What's your definition of naughty? <laughs> Amen. I got a granddaughter. When you get on to her, she'll come back in a few minutes and she'll, she'll, she'll say, Papa, am I being good? <laughs> right now you are, but you wasn't a few minutes ago. <laughs> Next question is, do you still love me? I said, yeah, I still love you. <laughs> well, praise God. But anyway, that's the same way living for God. We got to persevere, don't we? Amen. It's uphill climb. I'm telling you, if we're going to heaven, it's not coming. Uh, I know uh, grace. You know, none of us be saved without grace. But the, but the, and the lesson, this, this fourth verse of this particular chapter of Jude, and you're going to notice Jude, amen, one of the last letters that was written in their time. Uh, also, the, the, and I mentioned this, I know just the other, other last Sunday, of where he, who he was, and where, but it helps us to understand this short letter that has been written, who it's written unto, and what he's trying to get across and get us to understand. But, but we're going to notice some things that happen, how that the Word of God, the doctrines of the Lord, and things of this nature already begin to be twisted and distorted in, in individuals that were uh, set up and appointed to, to, to come in unnoticed, amen, to cause this to happen among the God-believing people. And uh, that hadn't changed. Amen. That's the reason you've got so many different, and, and please, I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, hey, it's out there. we got so many different uh, types of denominations and beliefs and practices and things of this nature. But, but for the, the most part, at least uh, those that claim to be born-again Christians use the same book, the same instructions. It's the same manual. I mean, that's what this is all about. Amen. If you want to know how to be saved, you got to have a Bible. Amen. Quran won't get you there. I'm, I'm sorry. It just won't do it. Amen. They, you know, they could talk about who visit this and then done that. And if you read the history of some of the guys, some of those guys, you wouldn't want to follow them anyway. But you don't see where the man called Jesus Christ, you don't see. He's saying not. But none of the rest of them can say that. But neither can they say they conquered death. But Jesus can't. We know that he's alive. I haven't personally seen him, but I felt him and I know him by his spirit. I know him by his name. I know by the washing of his blood that this God is alive and well. Amen. There's no, no doubting or questioning about that. And so this is the doctrine, amen, the teaching, amen, that's been attacked. Why? Because the devil himself is against it. And so he's looking for means and ways to deceive and lie to people. He doesn't care. He doesn't care how far you're off. He just wants you off. Okay. You know, that's like playing ball, amen. If you, you got a guy that's running down the sideline, you don't have to tackle him. All you got to do is bump him, amen, and get him out. I mean, it's over with. It doesn't matter if you don't ever tackle him. You can just get him out. And that's what the devil's doing. He's, he, he's taking a portion of truth, but yet filling it with enough error that you'll miss the goal, that you'll miss the mark. And so we, we're not interested in missing the mark. 
We, we come, amen, we love God, we love the word of God. You got to love it. You got to have a love, what's it, a love for truth. That's what the scriptures taught us. I'm going to turn this thing. It's got something on it. It's bugging me anyway. Hallelujah. So, uh, that wrinkle spot. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> See, that stuff will bother you. But anyway, uh, so as we watch some of this and um, really just begin to unfold to call to persevere, the focus thought. When we feel pressured from the world to let go of our faith, anybody feeling any pressure? You know, uh, and, and we're warned in the scriptures, you know, that the times come and will come, and even more so with truth itself. Jesus Christ, He said, Hey, I didn't come to bring peace. And you got to watch, you got to take sure you don't take the scriptures out of settings and con- out of context, okay? But here he's talking about there are times, amen, whenever he said, I didn't come to bring peace in the home. And what was he talking about? When it comes to the doctrine, when it comes to truth, when it comes to attaining salvation and living for God, to, amen, you got to love God more than family. Got to love truth more than family. It's not that you don't love your family. In fact, if you walk in truth and hold on to truth, that's a true love to your family, by the way. Okay? Compromising and caving in and, and please, I'm not throwing mud. I'm not, I'm not, God knows I'm not. Amen. But but at the same time, you know, is you and I as what? Being witnesses. Amen. Of Jesus Christ. And so to be a witness, amen, you've got to have a testimony. To have a to be have a true testimony, it takes a test. And so that test is increased, and it's going to increase more in the United States. The, the, the voidness, the separation, uh, some doctrines, amen, that's been well planted for years now, amen, of certain, uh, certain doctrines, hallelujah, they're they just multiplying. And then we got to deal with uh, the place of, 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 of generations that's not churched at all. Don't go anywhere. And, and, but yet many of them, under the understanding and the belief that uh, they don't have to go to church, they don't have to have a preacher, that they can just make confession and saying, I know God and I'm going to heaven and all their loved ones are going. Hey, I'm telling you, I've dealt with it. I know what I'm talking about. And uh, it's hard to deal with them because it's hard to persuade them. You know, you can't save nobody until they're convinced or persuaded that they're lost. Okay? You can't get nobody, call anybody out of darkness if they're content and happy and satisfied and believe they're all right where they're at. Watch when you realize that, you know, I'm lost. You remember that, Sister Linton? Remember that trip down? I'll never forget that. My wife told me they went down just singing. <laughs> and, and they couldn't find the place. And so they finally go around a few places. And finally, somebody outside, and they pull up and go to ask. And she said, I believe I, get it. If I got this right. They didn't say, hey, are you lost? And Sister Linton said, no, we're not lost. We just don't know where we're at. <laughs> Now you look at it. You know, she's right. Hey, we're nowhere in Alabama. We're nowhere in Mobile. We just can't find the building we're looking for. <laughs> Hallelujah. But wait, go watch this now. There's only one gate. Okay? There's only one tabernacle, one ark. They weren't a multiple arcs and multiple tabernacles. There's only one. One church, one body. And so, you know, that's where we got to get to the place, you know, that we got to realize, you know, I'm lost because I have not found the gate. I've not experienced the door and the power of that door. That door that leads me out of darkness. That door that leads me out of the power and the influence of sin. Oh, we're expecting that, was we? But it's the truth. Because we're living in a generation today that feels like we can live and indulge in all the sin and still be saved. That, that God rules in my life, but this don't, it don't match up. It don't match up with what's going to judge us one day. Man, the book, the Word of God. So, there's a call. Man, many, many are called. 
but few are chosen. What separates the call and the chosen ones? Sometimes it's nothing but that pure perseverance. I know what I've read. I know what I've experienced. I know what truth is. And I'm going to hold on to it. Regardless of what everybody else is doing and saying and how they're distorting it, twisting it, doing what they're doing, I'm going to hold to this truth. Because there is a plan, a plan of salvation. There is a foundation. And we're going to talk about some of that anyway. Here we go. And so all of this works together. The focus verse is found in Jude 20 and 21. But Ebola, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. A lot of times to persevere, you've got to, you got to encourage yourself. You've got to kind of look like David. You know, you've got to pull your own bootstraps up and got to call for the ephod. Amen. Whenever the others don't want to, others don't want to contact or get a hold of God, you've got to do it. And then there's sometimes you're the one that's got to do it anyway. Because it's for you and the test is for you. And you're the one that's got to persevere in this, this dilemma, this situation. Amen. I know Galatians taught us about bearing one another's burdens. We've got to bear our own burdens. One place, same, same little chapter. The next thing talking about bearing one another's burdens. There's some burdens that you and I have got to bear and overcome to be victorious. And then the others we join together and bear and overcome. Okay? Amen. When it really comes to living for God and loving God, you've got to have your own personal walk, your own personal experience. Pentecost is experience. It's not a denomination. It's not a religion. Pentecost is experience. It's in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. It all ties and unites together. Thank God for the experience. There's nothing like experience. I mean, honestly. Uh, you go to get a job today, I, you know, and there's a lot of these young men, they come to me about it all the time. I said, I cannot believe this. I'm trying to get a job. They want somebody. How am I going to get experience if somebody don't hire me? You know, they want to hire somebody who's got four or five years' experience. But if nobody don't hire me, how am I going to get it? Well, you can tell me you got experience of having no job. <laughs> That's all the experience I got right now until you hire me, doesn't it? <laughs> Praise God. Hey, but somebody's got to take a chance. Somebody's got to, you know, somebody's got to say, you know what? I'm going to make some investment. I'm going to take a chance with you. And we'll give you a shot at this and see what happens. And, and so, you know, you know that's, that's the same way with some of this. You just got to, you know what? I'm going to believe it. I'm going to step out. I'm going I'm to do it. It says, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Looking for that mercy. It's going to be the mercy and grace of God that gets us through. That doesn't that quit, amen. After you repent, baptize Jesus and fill the Holy Ghost and speak in that heavenly language. Hey, I, I, I tell you, I believe too many times, and I'm just as guilty, so don't, don't you know. Uh, we, we slack off too much. We, we back off too much. And, and, but yet, amen, to persevere, that means you've got to keep, because we've got a goal. I mean, we've got something we really want to tame. And, and we really don't know when we're going to receive that reward. And it doesn't matter, you know, the important part, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later, but getting in the race. You've got to get in the race. You know, I, I promise you one thing. You know, if you don't ever get in the race, you're, you're definitely not going, you're not going to have no crown. You know, you've got to get in the race. And, and, and you don't have to be the swiftest one. You don't have to be the, the, the strongest one. But you've got to get in the race, and you've got to stay in the race. So to persevere in our time, we're warned by the Scriptures, there's going to be what? A falling away. So there, there's a flag for us. 
If, if that's what the end time is going to face, and the end time is going to face a, a, a time and an area where they they got the riches, you know, they got money. We can go to doctors. We can go to this place and that place and do this and do that. Uh, uh, you know, you know why they're possibly that they're seeing some things in some of our foreign countries, amen, in miracles. And it's not they don't have greater faith than we do. They just have more patience and endurance. What do you mean by that, preacher? And I've never been. I'm just observing, listening to others. But when they're willing to go and be there two or three hours before the preachers ever show up, with the right attitude, without mumbling and complaining, and possibly be there after two or three hours after they leave, it wasn't a mad thing they was waiting on or looking for. Even though God has chose the fivefold ministry for the perfecting and the edifying of the body of Christ, and they expected when they was going to show up that they was going to be speaking to them, like Cornelius, you know, when Peter showed up, whatever Cornelius told him to do. If, if Peter had told them, go stand on your head for five minutes, that's what they went and tried to do. That's the way they took God. Hey, he had a visitation of the angels. You see what I'm saying? And so that's the same way. Here, to persevere means, hey, I'm going to endure this. I'm going to hold on to. I'm going to hold on to the plow. That's what the Lord talks about, holding on to the plow. <laughs> Sometimes just to hold on to the plow is all you can do. You're not doing much plow, and you're just hanging on. <laughs> Praise God. Another place that Paul talks about. He said, when you've done all you can do, just stand. Hey, when you've done all you can do, you just stand. Stand for what's right. Stand for what God's blessed you with. Don't 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 start backing up. Stand and wait. God will show up. God will work. God will make a way where the seemeth to be. No, He is the way maker. And so, we've got to trust Him and put our faith in Him. So, let's, let's watch some of this. Persevere is the verb meaning to persist in anything undertaken. To persist. Hey, and He talks about this right on over. He talks about instrument players. How many has ever set out, man, you're going to start playing an instrument? Whatever it might be, especially the piano or something of that nature. You know, you know, some people just gift it. They got talent and it just it comes, okay? Then other people have to earn it. <laughs> some of us just finally give up. <laughs> it's not my calling. That's, my, that's not my part, you know. And, and believe it or not, the writer talks about the piano. Amen. It's one of the hardest instruments to learn how to play. And one of the reasons is because you had to be so persistent about practicing, playing the same little thing over and over and over until you perfect it. Now watch this. The Bible uses another term in the same likeness in the gifts of the Spirit. If you exercise them. Anybody want to start back on an exercise program and you started out and said, yeah, man, I'm going to start, I'm going to do 20 push-ups a day, but when you fell down, you're going to do four. <laughs> I got to go. I'm a long ways from it right now. But, but if you start working at it with all the pain and things of that nature, but if you keep working at it, that's the reason, you know, when you go, and Sister Mattler, she probably testify to this. That's when you just got to keep on. You got to endure that pain. You go, Come on, push a little harder. Straighten it out. It won't straighten. If you had my knee, you wouldn't straighten it out either. <laughs> uh, but you got to eat. No pain, no gain. That's good to preach as long as I'm not the one having to. <laughs> huh? Am I telling the truth? Amen. But it's a different story. You know if you're going to gain it, amen, you've got to endure the pain. 
So that's true in the spiritual realm. That's true in a lot of areas. Amen. No pain, no gain. And so that's the same way. You know what? Everybody's got a cross. Everybody's got a call, an election. And I'd love to tell you, every man, that everybody's called an election. There ain't going to be no pain. There ain't going to be no frustration. See, that's the idea of another one of them ideas that man hatched up. Come up with this idea that living for God, you know, everything's a bed of roses now. And if you'll send me $5, man, God's going to bless you with $500 and all this other stuff. What do you get that in the Bible? <laughs> you don't get that stuff out of the Bible. Amen. What, what we want to know, amen, is how to live for God, how to overcome. And so because we got an adversary, we got a devil, we got an enemy, amen, that can disguise himself, amen, in a way, in a manner. If we're not careful, he'll deceive us. So without God and without the hand of God upon us and help us to persevere in those trying times and moments in our lives, amen, we're going to wind up lost. So here we go. He went on, talked about it. He says, maintain purpose in spite of difficulty, obstacles, or discouragements, continue steadfastly. Hey, we have to all, we all have to struggle with discouragement. We have to struggle with different things. Uh, there's a good possibility, maybe not, because most of you probably knew why most of them wouldn't out. But if you hadn't had a clue that you knew that half the church, you know, if you pulled up out here and half the church is gone, you know, surely it wouldn't be the first thing in your mind. Boy, I hope the rapture ain't took place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Where's everybody else? So it's prone to what? Discourage us. As we look around, it can be discouraging some of us when we pull up out here. Amen. And, and, and we're a couple of minutes late and there's nobody else here. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you walk in the prayer room and there's nobody praying. And, uh, but you know what? you got to just encourage yourself. And you just got to go in and say, I'm going to pray anyway. I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to touch the throne room of God. i got the responsibility to do that for my brother and sister. I'm kind of preaching to you a little bit there. <laughs> Amen. I've got to do that. You know, I'm not going to become discouraged and overcome regardless of who shows up or don't show up. I'm going to the house of God. I'm going to love God. I'm going to worship God. Amen. I mean, I'm blessed. We sung it right out the bat this morning. I'm blessed today. Why I'm up. Hey, watch this. God, amen. Jesus said, hey, what? He reigns on the just and the unjust. Hey, the unjust don't realize it, but they're blessed. The God that you and I know through the power of the Holy Ghost, amen, that allowed the sun to shine on them, sent water their way. They couldn't live and move and put one foot in front of the other if it wasn't for God. Amen. As soon as God says, that's enough, amen, it's over with. It don't matter who they are where they're going, what they're doing, what plans they got or anything like that. Amen. I'm telling you, we are blessed in this place today. And so that's the reason we persevere. We press on because we know there's blessings. Amen. In doing that. And, and that it works in a lot of areas as we look at it. The, the latter part of this first part of the lesson, it talks about, it went to perseverance is the key to what? To living a victorious life. Life, life. It's, it's being, you know, I'm be, I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna keep on fighting. Sometimes that has to work in our family. Sometimes that has to work in relationships and companionships, and sometimes even on the job. Amen. You got to persevere. You know, if you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna mature, you're gonna grow, you're gonna accomplish something. Uh, you got to go into that place with the attitude that, hey, I'm not gonna stay on the bottom run. <laughs> Amen. I'm looking, but but I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna learn. I'm going to get the inside of this thing. I'm going to learn how to operate. So we'll see how this thing, how, 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 how accomplished, what it's accomplished, what we're setting out to accomplish. And, and, and so I'm going to persevere. I'm going to go through the trainings. I'm going to go through the process. Hey, I remember when I first went to Ingalls down there in the ship program, and I didn't go through the apprentice program. It wasn't as big of a deal as it is now, amen, back then. And uh, I had somebody ask me about the shipyard the other day, and, and uh, I finally looked at him. I said, man, y'all took me to the shipyard like I just come out. I said, man, I've been out of that shipyard in about 25 years. What? I thought you. I said no. 
And it ain't even the same shipyard no more. I don't even know where a lot of them places are at. They done put buildings down there and all kinds of stuff. But anyway, uh, they had a program. And the only deal with this program, you volunteered, amen, and, and you had this doing your own time. I didn't get paid to go to it. I had to drive a vehicle to work. And I had to stay over after work. Amen. But you know what? If I was going to learn to read blueprints and be the shipfitter and become a supervisor, amen, I had to learn how to read them blueprints. In fact, I need to start learning how to read them better than anybody else if I'm going to do that. And so sure enough, and if you compared my school grades to what I'd done there, amen, it was a world of difference. I, I didn't do too good in school, but I made up my mind, amen, because I got a little old and realized, man, I needed everything I thought I didn't need when I was in school. I need all of it now. But anyways, uh, so I set my mind to it. I didn't, when I got in that class, I didn't go sit in the back. I didn't sit in the middle. I said, the best thing I do is sit in the front. At least nobody in front of me could distract me. <laughs> amen. There won't be too many probably sitting in front with me, but anyway, that's what I'd done. And so I purposed, and I purposed my mind and heart, and I said, hey, I'm going to do good. And so I finished that course with a 98, and I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, I persevered, and, and I pressed, and, and so, hey, and I got where well, hey, I could read them drawings. I could read them inside out, all the little lines, what the symbols mean, because if you didn't know, have a clue what them dotted lines and this line meant and what that little notation, well, you didn't have a clue what was telling you. It was like reading Greek or something, but if you could interpret that, oh, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The latter kill it, but the Spirit gives you life. That's the reason you got to have the Holy Ghost. So it gives you the correct interpretation because no man has his own personal interpretation. Hallelujah. No, God, the author, amen, will give you the true meaning and the revelation of the Word of God. Amen. He'll tell you what those hidden lines are saying. Hallelujah. He'll let you understand what's happening, what's going on, and that, that's not all. He'll put something inside of you that help you to persevere. A lot of people, amen, the reason they lose that zeal and that power of persevering is because they, they quit feeding the very thing that supports that in the spiritual realm. Okay? So, Matthew 24, 13. These are the words, some of the last words of Jesus Christ. He that shall what? Endure unto the end. He that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. So, let, let me say, if you... You and I know if you're going to be a Christian, if we're going to be Holy Ghost filled, if we're going to live for God, we've got to have the endurance to do it unto the end. And there's always a certain amount of struggle and opposition. Watch this. Your flesh, amen, is hostile against God. As much as you might would like to get to the place and think, amen, that you got it conquered. I'm going to tell you, the only time you're going to have flesh is conquered is whenever there's no more breath left in it. Until then, it's inclined or, 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 or subject a man to, to be tempted to do things contrary to God's will and God's purpose and his word. That's the reason that you've got to have a place to come on a regular basis. That's the reason you've got to read your Bible and pray and, and be persistent in some of these areas to keep some other things from overruling and overpowering a man. The love of God and the power of God. That helps us to walk the walk and live the life and accomplish the things that God has called us in this time that we're living. So let me just deal with a few things as we try our best just go through this lesson here this morning. And uh, if, if I get too late, I'll just back off and we'll just go to Jude and do it and, and handle that from that point. Uh, he starts out, remember what you have been taught, how true that is. You know, you have Jesus Christ as an example. You got the Apostle Peter. You got the Apostle Paul. These are some of the greatest examples of the Word of God. These are the men, but especially Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone, okay? 
Uh, I know I've, I've mentioned several times about measuring things, but uh, these are the, the, the men, amen. And you're going to notice a lot of the writings and the time. Even Jude, he, he likens it, amen, about amen, what we, we've heard, amen, from the apostles. If you remember, if you go back even to the disciples, the one that had to take Judah's place because they was fulfilling the scripture, amen, there had to be a disciple that was actually had been what eyewitnesses of Jesus Christ. From the very beginning, the crucifixion and even the resurrection, amen, saw Jesus after his death in resurrection. So that qualified and disqualified some of the disciples, amen, to even be considered to take on this lot or take on the call in their lives. And so it narrowed it down to just a couple of guys. And, you know, Matthew won the lot, won the vote there. But, but just give you a little idea of what we're trying to talk about here. There's some things that are qualify and disqualify us, amen, in living for God and doing what's pleasing unto the Lord, and so here's the deal. Amen. Once you come to believe and hear the word, faith coming by hearing, hearing what the word of God. Once you hear the gospel, and it, you know the gospel is death, burial, and resurrection. Death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus' name, I don't go off that. I don't have time for all that. But, but all of this works, amen, on our behalf to what? To, to initiate, to draw us, to persuade us. Amen. And I'm telling you what, persuading people, hallelujah, about the gospel, about the power of God. And so the greatest testimony that you and I can do is during times of endurance and times of storms and times of trouble, and how we respond to that because you and I are the spiritual epistles, amen, to our community, to our loved ones, our friends, and our neighbors. So how we conduct ourselves on the job, how we conduct ourselves, amen, in family affairs, how we conduct, amen, where, where we get the ideals and the opinions, hallelujah, it must come out of the Word of God. It must come under the inspiration, the power of the Lord because why now? I don't belong to myself any longer. There's a higher calling now. I've been bought with a price, amen. It's not about my life and my wishes and my desires. Now it's about Jesus Christ. It's about winning souls and about persuading people. Amen. Why we live this way? Why do we persevere? Why do we keep doing this? Amen. When others may be going this direction and that and going that direction. No, we're just going to keep on doing what's right. You know, we're just going to hold on to the principles and that's what he's talking about here. Hold on to the doctrines. Hold on to the, the teachings. Amen. Of the Lord Jesus Christ and the apostles. Amen. What they have laid down. Amen. When it comes to we want to be saved and you want to know the actions of the church, you don't go to Romans. You don't go to First and Second Corinthians or Ephesians. If you want to know the actions of the church, you've got to go to the book of Acts. The book of Acts is the actions of the church. Amen. The New Testament church. If you want to know how to deal with the question, what must we do? Amen. Go to the book of Acts. Amen. If you want to know how to respond to demons and devils and things of that nature and see revival, go to the book of Acts. Now, if you don't experience all that and you got some troubles, you can go to some of these other epistles. And they'll help us. Now, watch this. We're given one book, How to Be Saved, and about 21 letters, How to Keep Us in a Raptured Condition. It didn't take long in the journey with the disciples and the apostles that they realized that, hey, this thing's under attack from a power and a force to reckon with and to deal with. It didn't take long at all, just a few years. In the very beginning birthing of the church. That's the reason we got the letter we got right here from Jude, the half-brother of Jesus Christ. It did take long, even though it's one of the last letters they filled somewhere in the late 60s A.D. of being written. And what he's dealing with and the, the subject, the topic, and the individuals that's in this lesson. Man, trying to, to stir and trying to warn 
and try to help them to understand what's happening, what's going on. Because even Paul, amen, he would go back after 14 years, he would go back to certain areas and places to see what, see to make sure that the, those churches and individuals had not been beguiled like Eve was beguiled in the garden. I mean, he, the devil is the same too. <laughs> He's using the same tactics, the same methods, the same way, amen, to deceive people, to lie to people, amen, to persuade them in, in the wrong. And so if you and I are not persuaded, if we not have not heard, and I'm going to tell you something, you got to have an ear to hear. You, you know, and you and I are responsible for the hearing. That's just that's, that's it. That's the reason when you read, you know, God opened my understanding. I mean, the disciples had to have their understanding open in the parables. He would give parables, amen, to all the people. But it was many times he would get disciples by themselves, and even they would request, or he would open their understanding of the parable that was being spoken. You know, so, so hungry hearts. What's this? Jesus deals He said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, not man's righteousness, God's righteousness. There is a difference. There's some things that man calls righteousness, but God doesn't. Got to be, watch that. That's in this end time too. Talking black, white, white, black. Sanctifying, justifying some lifestyles. But this here is contrary to it. While at the same time condemning others and saying, well, they just think they're holy on everybody else. We're not holy on nobody. We're not better than anybody. Only good thing about us is the Holy Ghost and the mercy and the blood of Christ and the revelation of this truth. And then continue to walk in it persuaded by it, sold out to it, and not given up, regardless of the persecution of the thing. So how are we going to do that? Is the doctrines that we have been taught, have been given to us, and that we took the time, as Paul bragged on some of them, for going back and searching the Scriptures to make sure what he had taught and preached was out of the written. And at that time, it was the Old Testament that he was referring to. That they was bringing to fulfillment because Jesus came. He didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the law. And what he fulfilled, we're no longer required to, to try to fulfill that. Because it was fulfilled through the man called Jesus Christ. And that's the reason there was such a struggle and a battle, amen, between the Jews and the Gentiles. And in that 10th chapter to the 15th chapter, 15th chapter of the book of Acts, and the first meeting that took place with all, all the big shots, if you want to put it that way, James and everybody, that had to get involved about Gentiles and, and how what was going to be expected of them and to be saved because there was some had came to them in that, in that 15th chapter and told some of them, said, if you're not circumcised under the circumcision of Moses, you can't be saved. But that wasn't right, was it? Realized that that had been fulfilled now the, of the heart of baptism in Jesus' name. This is the circumcision now. The cutting away of the flesh. The separation that's going to take place there. That we can do what? Produce and bring forth the fruits of the Holy Ghost. Fruits that you and I can't do by ourselves. We can't love like God loves without the Spirit of God. You can't have the faith that God has without the Spirit of God. You can't walk in the promises and the powers and, and demonstrate the kindness and the lovingness and love your enemies, amen, without the Spirit of God. Without that down on payment without that deposit we just got a measure of it but the deposit's big enough amen if we'll just take heed to it and hold on to it the deposit's big enough to get us through but it's a spiritual thing that's right you got to watch what your eyes what you set before you what you feast on what you ingest it's really so important to have a good, wholesome house of God and a good, wholesome family. It's got their minds made up. I want to live for God. Some things want to keep out. Amen. Want to keep them from being exposed. How many would you love to, you know, have been a lot of things you wish you'd never been exposed to? 
didn't know anything about. I told some here just a few days ago, amen, you don't know your flesh. You don't know what it's pronged or subject to. You don't know. But whenever you, you allow that luring one and enticing one, amen, and you get a hold of it, I told them, I said, hey, some people, the first time they took it, they was an alcoholic. Because the design of their bodies and their flesh and their craving and their loving for it, they loved it so much. That moment, but if they'd have never, never took the first sip, they'd have never just say, hey, I've been taught by the Word, that's not a good thing. Even the Old Testament taught us, amen, that, hey, you start fooling that wine, it's red, and hey, he warned the judges and he warned the kings, he said, hey, to mess your judgment up, you'll start, you'll start being able to be paid off. You start taking bribes. You start showing partiality. You show favoritism to this one and not this one. Under the influence. That's what he was, that didn't change any. And it's got worse now because now we got drugs. We got so much more that's exposed out there. Technology's got us in a place now that so much is exposed at a clicking up of a button. Boom. Sometimes it exposes itself and you don't know where'd that come from? Because the enemy, watch this. God's a gentleman. God's not going to force. Now, He can make us wish we'd have done things. And He can prepare prayer rooms for us. But God is not going to force, amen, His love and His will upon us. But the devil will. The devil is a taskmaster. The devil's not a shepherd. Jesus Christ is the great shepherd. You come by hearing the Word of God. And this is what you and I got to persevere. You know what you and I got to persevere in today? It's the truth of this right here. At whatever cost, it's right. And once that revelation is came, and you know it, then it's your, your responsibility as an individual. I got to hold on to it now. I got to hold on to it. Because we're, we're, in, we're in sifting times. Watch this. I don't be careful about the flesh. You, that's right. You got to watch who you run with. Paul warned us. He, he warned us don't, not, to, not to join hands with somebody and shake hands in agreement with somebody suddenly without, without some research, without making sure. Why is that so important? All right. I'm standing pretty good distance right here, right now. But if I join hands with somebody that's on shaking ground next to the cliff, all of a sudden it crumbles out from under them. And you got him. One or two things is going to happen. Either you better be strong enough and anchored enough in the Word of God and the power of God that you can hold you and them. Or you're going to be sucked into it and drawn to it. Hey, I'm preaching to us this morning. Perseverance. Sometimes perseverance is cutting ties. Saying, hey, I got to stop this relationship. Hey, I'm going to befriend you, but it's going to be at a distance now. It's going to be some areas there we're going to leave in a bumping room and running room, amen. So when you go off the cliff, I'm not going with you. We're there. We're there in the one God apostolic people. And I'm not judging nobody. I'm just telling you we're there. Because, because of lack of perseverance. And lack of the love of truth. Man, buy the feel. If you want the treasure. And you want the, what's in the treasure. you got to buy the feel. It's the whole feel. There's a lot of work to keep the feel up. There's a lot of work, amen, to keep it where it needs to be. So you can enjoy the treasure. And the benefits of the treasure. We're living in a world today, amen, that don't want any responsibility of his name. 
They don't want any responsibility of his spirit. They don't want any responsibility of separation. We just want to come in and party and hearty just like we're doing at the casinos and the bar rooms and all the other entertainment out there. We just want to come in and be entertained with our music and entertained with a little touch of this, a little touch of that, and then go on our merry way. But that won't, they won't, they won't change, amen, or give us the strength and energy. That's the reason the enemy through carnality is slipping in slowly but surely, even in the apostolic churches, amen, because we don't have the goods, amen, the grit and the backbone. Hallelujah. The, the, the perseverance. Amen. I'm going to hold on. Hallelujah. I'm going to hold on to this truth and this gospel. And I'm not going to be ugly about it. I'm not going to be mean about it. I'm not going to be arrogant about it. It's just the truth and I can't change it. Hallelujah. But thank God for it because that's what changed me who I was and what I, where I was going. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Help me, Lord. Why is all of this so important? As we watch some of this, and, and I, I don't have the time to just cover all of this, amen. But, but one of the first things goes, train up a child, train up a child, train up a child, amen, in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he shall not depart from it, Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child. You know, that, that little deal, just do what I say, don't, not what, what I do won't work. We've got to do it. The Bible says, you know, you, you can't just be a cure of the Word of God. You've got to be a doer. Amen. If you're not a doer, amen, it's sin. It's sin unto you. You've got to be a doer of it. You've got to, you've got to be an example of it. You've got to, amen, you, they got to see it in operation. they got to see it, and what I mean by that, see it in our actions. <laughs> amen. And, 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 and that's how we train them. They watch. I read a story one time. This guy, he, he was always wanting to go to the bar rooms and things of that nature. And it, it snowed one day, and so he was slipping out of the house, and on his way to the bar room. Daddy, I'm just following your footsteps. He made him realize, what am I doing to my boy? Where am I leading? Where am I going to lead him into? That's the same way with church. That's the reason if we don't can't make prayer rooms and we can't get in the spirit and we can't get in the touch of God when we come here. We're, we're more, I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just telling you. If we're going to lead them, we've got to lead them in all the areas. That's the same way coming to the house of God and being faithful at the house of God and faithful in the things of God. Amen. We've got to leave them an example. If we're going to train them, you've got to leave them an example. That's the reason Jesus Christ, that's the reason man's going to be without excuse because Jesus Christ was the example. Amen. Without sin. Now the rest of these guys can say that, but Jesus Christ can. He you not sin. Amen. Because he overcome the world. You and I can overcome the world. But we got to follow his example. We got to follow in his footsteps. We got to hear his word and obey it. And practice it. Persevere in it. Because trying times are here. Amen. Times to question it. Hallelujah. This increased. We're circling, making our circle right back around to that garden. Surely you won't die. That's the way the devil's always done. Surely this won't happen. And one of the biggest errors that's happened today is a portion of truth. Just enough to pacify. We'll, pre we'll preach repentance. We might even pre preach baptism in Jesus' name. I don't know about that Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, John. You go over at Corinth, man. He, it's a different, different type, different gift. Don't have nothing to do with, with that initial. Deposit being made of huh. His Spirit. See what I'm saying? But you and I have got to be persuaded and persistent in it 
because we're watching apostolic churches now, amen, slip away and slip into the point and place that they say, hey, we just thought. We... I could show you the Jews. I could show you the mixed multitude, and I can show you the Gentiles. Everybody had to experience it. And you know what? This is the only thing that's settled in heaven. God had to put it in a place that no man could change it. No man could touch it. Not even the devil. Not even the devil. The only chance the devil's got's on this earth. That's the reason you and I need a God and a book and the word of God. Amen. As a sure foundation. That's the reason he said wise is a man that digs down and gets on that rock. Amen. Because the storm's going to come. The winds are going to blow. The rains, amen, are going to descend down. Amen. When that flood water starts, amen, I'll tell you something. That flood water don't pick houses. That house can be a $10,000 house or it can be a multi-million dollar house. Amen. But if it's in the flood zones, amen, you know what? The same flood waters is going to go. Oh, come on now. I'm preaching to it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fifth and sixth Pentecostal uh, uh, generation of Pentecost don't, don't guarantee nothing unless they're following the examples. Amen. And those examples are following Jesus Christ. And those examples are staying with the Word of God. The moment they step outside what this book is taught, hey, all that goes down the tomb. All the righteous and everything else goes down the tomb. Only thing it's going to see us through, amen, is being persistent in the Word of God. Staying with it, holding on to it. The doctrines, what we have heard to be true. What we have heard that delivered us and brought us out of that darkness. That delivered us from the power of sin. That delivered us from the clutches of the enemy. Hey, it's, it's not going to change anybody else. Same thing's got to happen. Same thing's got to take place. He talks about, and Brother Quinn even mentioned this part about memory of the brain and photographic memory. Praise God. Amen. He talks about how the mind pretty well attains, amen, everything it's ever heard. Mind, if it's retained, it's, <laughs> I don't know where it's got it. <laughs> it's got it in some places I can't open the door to. But that's what he talked about. He said you have the problem of recalling it. That's the reason repetition over and over. I mean, you remember those spelling days. Ten times, fifteen times, and hey, trying to get you. Same way. That's the reason the Bible called it exercise. The more you walk in it, the more you're experienced in it. Remember the first time you dropped that shield and going to do any welding, and well, let me show you again. That, that, that guy's been done it for twenty years. Dropped that and. But experience, <laughs> after a while, man, you get to give it, you get to watching it and talk about eyes and fish and all that and them puddles and all that kind of stuff. And same way of living for God, folks. This guy here talked about going to the gym. You know, he's a young boy. Apparently, he's skinny and <laughs> bought one of his magazines. You know, the, the before and the after deals. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the before and after deals. So, hallelujah. That's the way we need. Oh, praise God. That'll preach. Before you come to church, but wait. Woo! Hallelujah! Boy, if you just saw me when I got here, right? boy, you're looking good, yeah, but you didn't see me when I got here. Uh -huh. You didn't see me. You didn't see me until 
God got his hands on me. Amen. Until I got to hearing his word and got to walking in the example of Jesus Christ. That's where those favors come. That's where the, hey, I didn't get here by myself. Hallelujah. The goodness and the grace and the favor of God's been riding with me. I wasn't smart enough to get here by myself. I wasn't big enough to get here by myself. Hallelujah. But I found grace and mercy. And on the journey, I found it many times, amen, to move on my behalf and help me, amen, to overcome. Why? Because I was willing to persevere. And because I was willing to persevere, you know what? God showed up. And David wouldn't give up sometimes. Even when all of Saul. Hey, and even he confessed, I'm just one step from death. Just one step. But the anointing of God had been placed on him. The call of God had been placed upon him. Even after holding the position for a while. Without, you know the story. And it didn't stop there, did it? The murder. But God, God. Because his man after God's own heart. He shoved those seed. But watch him now. He had a godly sorrow. He had a godly sorrow. There's a difference. You got to persevere in that. When you drop the ball, you got to be willing to confess. You got to have a godly sorrow and war against it, battle against it. Don't try. Here's what's happened today, okay? Here's what's happened today. It's many of them justifying it. Don't want to change from it but yet still want to grace the pulpits. Still want to go into Sunday school classes. Still want to sit, sit on the, the rostrum and play the music and sing the songs. Still want to sit in the, in the congregation among the righteous as though they're righteous. God's got a way of separating the tares from the wheat. God's got a way. He's not talking about unbelievers out there. He's talking about them as among the believers. The enemy would come at the night time and sow them because he's trying to defile the whole bunch. The little statements made sometimes, one bad apple can destroy the whole. If it's not dealt with, sure can. Cancer, as bad as that word is, if it can be found early enough and addressed at the right time and the right procedure, you can beat it. But if you ignore it and just let it go and don't tend to it, don't address it. Just let it take care of itself. You'll see the day when there'll be no return. All the medical fields, all the doctors, all the professionals in the world can't do nothing about it. It's not going to be one outcome because it wasn't dealt with. That's the same way with sin. Same way with living lifestyles. It's, it's, we haven't persisted. That's the reason he's looking for a place of error. A place that he can get you down a side road. A place that he can draw and pull. And cause you to question the doctrines of the, of the gospel of the truth. We're in that warfare today. I know i got about 15 minutes. So if you would, let's, uh, my goodness. Um, how, 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 do you, how do you defeat this? How, how do you win this battle? How do you, how do you overcome that thing? <laughs> Amen. How many of you, uh, I heard some this this week talking about when they got married. They were wearing pants 28. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we've, we've arrived. We've, we've, we've grown up. <laughs> Got our man's body, as one said. <laughs> How did, that didn't happen just in one meal, did it? <laughs> day in, day out. One good meal after the next. Hallelujah. It just has a tendency to just... That's the same way of living for God. That's the same way, amen, to uh, persevering and, and keeping coming from one church service to the next. You watch this. 
I can watch people. You can tell when they're on the verge of, of, of wanting to backslide more. Man, they start missing church. They start missing this. And they, 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 first of all, they, most of the time they start missing prayer meeting. <laughs> and people that miss prayer meeting on a regular basis, you're on, you're on the edge already. That didn't go over good, but it's the truth. There's some things you can't, you can't avoid and stay in a safe place. Okay? You can't get out there on 57 and drive from, from Van Cleve to Bendale at 110 miles an hour, never letting off the paddle and hold it right in the middle of that road. Sooner or later, you're going to meet something. It's going to come a curve. It was just a little too much curve. It's going to come a dilemma, situation, a pitfall, or just a little more than... This ideal that Hollywood's put into us, no fear. Take chances and making heroes out of them. People stepping out of their cars that's living uh, altered lifestyles. All those things is kidding messages and means and ways of the Spirit to attack the church and attack the Word of God. And what's sound and what's saved and doctrinal. That's what all that's about. Conditioning the mind and conditioning the heart and the spirit and the conscience of people. I really don't have to listen to He made heroes out of Robin Hood, but he was still a thief. He made hero out of the, the bandit, running the highways. And what do you think about all that? Oh, it's just Hollywood. That's right. But it's conditioned us. And we slowly but surely, it's just kept conditioning us. One movie after another, one episode after another. You know what? It works the same way in living for God. One prayer meeting after the every prayer meeting is not the same. There's some prayer meetings you may walk in there, feel like the heavens is brass and you hadn't done anything. But you know what? <laughs> if you persevere, you'll come back because the next one, when you step in, you don't forget. I tell you what, those meetings overshadow all the rest of those. Those meetings, amen, it calls you to, amen, come time after time. Services that we have here, you know what? It's some of those awesome services that we have, amen, is the reason we come back. And we can endure some of them we don't do so good. <laughs> Hallelujah. And sometimes it just may be an individual, sometimes, you know. But what do we just keep coming. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. Your wives didn't throw that husband out just because he brought one bad check in. <laughs> I'd rather him brought a bad one than not one at all, though. <laughs> well, we need a few good ones along the way, don't we? Huh? Same way with the, the wife, that cooking, you know. she. <laughs> I've heard some talk about, man, that first set of biscuits, she's, you could throw them like rocks. Old Spot didn't even... <laughs> You know what? I'm glad I hung on. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> it showed up that they didn't stay like that, did they? <laughs> hey, them old cat head biscuits got to be good, pretty good, didn't they? That same way we're living for God, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, the devil's doing everything he can to throw monkey wrenches in it. Try to persuade you it's no good, but I'm telling you, God's good and God's good all the time. God's good on the first day you got there, first day you're going to experience on this earth. God can show up and make the best out of it. That's the reason we're just going to persevere. That's the reason we're just going to stay with it. That's the reason I want him to be the Lord of my life and the Savior of my soul. 
devil's out to one thing. That's to destroy, annihilate, and to tear down. That's all he's about. God's about building up. Amen. He's the God, amen, that made sure, hey, you got to get on the right foundation. I think I made that plain enough. But this God loves us enough that even when we build wrong on this foundation, and even though the works may at times get burned up, you can rebuild. You can't lay another foundation. You get the foundation right, but you can rebuild on that foundation lives day in and day out. <laughs> one, two, before, after the next. <laughs> one, one wire after another. You can build and become what God wants you to be. You know why? Because it's important. Now watch this. If you go to Jude, you're going to see some, see some things that's made here. And I'm going to just go on the 17th through the 24th verse. I know I've got a few minutes here, so let me just, let me just address this. But beloved, remember ye the words which are spoken before of the apostles and are, are of our Lord Jesus Christ. They're spoken of Him. Notice, this is, was not the doctrine that the apostles got on their own. He made it sure they understood that the doctrine came from the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? How that they told you there should be mockers in the last days. It's going to be mockers. They were mockers that first day. They made light of them. Accused them of being drunk. They didn't deny the fact. We just, we just dispute how you say we're drunk. Everybody's drunk off of something. They some get drunk off the muddy grudge. <laughs> That's all they know. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> That's a type of drunkenness. <laughs> he said that, watch this. Who should walk after their own ungodly Lust. You know, it's, it's, and I've made mention of this. It's one thing to, to want to live an unguided life and live outside the church and the blessings of God or the salvation part of God. But it's a different ball game when you want to live an unguided life and still claim to be in the favors of God. And in the salvation of God. And that you're going. That you're going to attain the goal. That we're all trying to attain. And that's heaven. Okay. There's a difference. That's what was happening here. I believe the writers trying to help us understand. As they were coming in. Amen. Undetected. Unnoticed. If you'll notice. That even in the time of Peter and Paul, the, the greatest struggles and the doctrines was against the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Jews, the Judaite believers, holding on to the Moses and to Moses' law, practicing the tabernacle. In fact, that happened up until the 70 AD, until it was Roman command, they tore it down, annihilated it. It had had such a stronghold and such a force until that time. These be they who separate themselves, sensual having not the spirit. To separate themselves from who? It's almost the opposite here. Jude, Jude's letting us know they separate themselves from us. Sensual, after walking, after lustfully, desirable things. 
Our biggest battle today is to keep ourselves separated from them. Not allowing them to influence us. The role has almost swapped now. The birthing of this church could turn the world upside down. Could influence the whole city. But now we spend as much time as anything as a watchman on the wall. As one that prepares the fences. We spend as much time trying to keep the wall prepared. and Keep the holes clogged up. Instead of concentrating on influencing them, we've got to keep the flock persuaded. Don't look at that out there. That, that's not what you think it is. Once you get it into the mouth, and once it, it may be sweet to the mouth, but when it gets in the belly and it starts really, starts really working, you're going to find out, amen, them sleepless nights. Hallelujah, those prayer, empty prayer meetings, those places where there's no God, amen, where you just have a 30 minutes. Hey, I'm telling you, America wants less church and more of, a, of the world enjoying the things of the world. We want to close out midweek services. We want to stop, amen, son. We want to get them down to about a 15 or 20 minute service on Sunday, amen, or just a little drive by. Let me get and let me do my merry way and do what I want to do on Sunday just like any other day. That's where we at. That's what slipped in. I'm talking in general here, okay? What brought that about? What's, what's caused this to happen? Go back to that 19th verse. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the Spirit. Look at that. It's capitalized. The Spirit he's talking about there is the Holy Ghost. That's what he's talking about. They didn't have the Holy Ghost. But he beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. If you're going to stay built up, if you're going to stay strong, if you're going to, be, if you're going to have the ingredients it takes to, to endure, you've got to pray through. That includes praying through to the speaking of tongues. Praying through to the Holy Ghost. Bring through the power of God and the love of God flows through you. What do they tell us? It's getting older. You got to keep what? Got to keep moving. Okay, go get an old lazy boy. If you sit there long enough, you'll know it. When you start to get up. Oh, we all got to get there sometimes. I don't tell you what. He didn't want us to live there. <laughs> That's the same way in living for God. If you don't practice praying and praying in the Holy Ghost at home and you just wait and do it three times a week, which happens to be Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. It's the same way walking in the gifts of the Spirit. You got to exercise them to. Get involved. First of all, you got to make yourself available. You got a desire. Just like calling your thirst after right. Hey, God, I want to be used. I'm not worried about the mockers. Let them mock what they want to mock. They got to mock somebody. Real cue somebody. Let them, let them real cue. But you and I have got to have enough hunger and thirst about us saying, you know what, God? I want to do what you want to do. I, this is what's going to keep the wolves away. This is what's going to keep them at a distance. That's one reason I pray for our neighboring churches. I pray for all of them too. I don't exempt none of them. I, I pray for the Baptists, the Methodists. I pray for all of them. God to show up. 
feel this truth to them. The fullness of it. They got, they got, they got, some of them's got pretty good. Just need more. Not judging. That's just because that'll help keep the wolves away. Keep, it means to guard yourself in the love of God. You got to keep yourself there. Love of God. No greater love than this. Than the love of God that shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. No greater demonstration of love itself than a man's willing to lay down his life for his friends and neighbors, and even for his enemy. We follow the example, folks. We still have the power to influence our community and our neighbors. If we just walk with God, just stay true, just hold on. That's going to be the struggle in this end time. Not get caught up in that falling away. Not get caught up in that compromising. Not get caught up in that easier way. That's what happened to Israel. So I tell you what we'll do. We, 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 I'll I put the gaps, you know. You don't have to go all the way to Jerusalem. I'll put you one here at Dan so you don't have to go so far. Won't be as much. Had somebody tell me just a, you know, a little while back. and I've been coming and seeing them and just talking to them, encouraging them, wanting to be back. Said, well, said, I feel more comfortable going somewhere else. I can understand that. If you don't want to take a stand against sin, if you want to change your life and your lifestyle, I can understand that. But at the end of the journey, what's going to happen? When judgment day comes, and you've got to give an account for the whole book, and only a portion of it was taught, and not the fullness of it, but you're going to have to give account. Every man, woman, boy, and girl is going to have to give an account. None of us is exempt. We're going to give an account. What's in the book? Notice what happens. And it's not here, but if you go back to the fourth verse, the very writing, actually, this whole book, this letter was written about, about individuals that came in unnoticed, bringing doctrines that was contrary to truth. Fifteen verses out of the 23, 25 verses it's written in this letter was dealing with Individuals bring the doctrines that was contrary to truth. That's what this is about. We can stand. I know what time's up here this morning. So, the task for you and I today, amen, is to know truth, experience truth, and live truth, and be persuaded by it, not to deviate from it. To hold on to it. The Lord taught us, He said, when you get a hold of the plow, He said, even he that looketh back, He doesn't necessarily have to let go of the plow, but if he looketh back, He's not fit for the kingdom of God. Another place, he, he, the other one wanted to go bury his dead. He said, hey, let the dead bury the dead. There's no variableness or shadow of turning in God. 
Understand what the principle is being taught here. If, we're, if we haven't fell in love with this, if we don't love it with all the heart, there's some areas there that if we don't keep working on them. And we'll tell you something, pitfalls and, and life and, and fiery darts, especially if we don't have the whole armor on. If they find their place, it's going to take a while to get that, and get that wound and get that to heal. But I'll tell you something, that's where the devil will work. That's the place he'll work from. And one of the first things he'll try to persuade you and I is to justify it. Why are you doing what you're doing? Going where you're going. Enjoying what you're enjoying. Now, even Moses, he made it plain to us. We can enjoy the affairs and the things of this world for a season. There's a pleasure. But just for a season. But we're going to a place. We're going to party forever. We're going to have a glorified body. Man, we, we got something laid up. We got something, an inheritance. If we'll just, we'll just persevere. You got to persevere. You got to keep yourself from, from becoming lukewarm. You got to keep yourself from allowing other things, and other priorities overwhelm and overpower you. Hey, there's a lot I could preach on this now. There's a lot in this. A lot of bases, a lot of areas, amen, that we got to watch. That was one of the main things that would cause us to lose out. The cares of the world, cares of this life, choking what out? The Word of God. Choking the Word of God. Even the Word of God, as powerful as it is, if you, you allow it to be choked out, it's no good. It loses its influence and its effect upon us. And that's what the enemy's out to do. Using whoever, whatever circumstance, whatever situation. That's the reason you and I have got to be with the Bible. Wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. We're not out to hurt anybody with truth. We're just out to see people delivered and set free. Thank God for truth this morning. Let's persevere in it. Let's hold on to it. Let's let this true spirit rule and reign in our affairs. Let's let the Holy Ghost help us. That's what it's there for. Secure means to comfort, to come alongside. Life's not easy. I'll tell you right now, life's not easy. A lot of things you and I are going to have to deal with in and, and life. And, and just, it's, but He'll help us. He'll work. But we've got to let Him work. Let's let Him. Lord, we love you this morning and appreciate you today. We're so thankful. Thankful for all the hearts and lives and souls that's come to be in the house of God with us today. I ask you that your word, your spirit, your blessings, your favor, your power would go with each one of us, helping us even throughout this afternoon. You'd help us keep our minds, our hearts, our spirits in a place, in a condition. And when we walk back in this place tonight, that the power of the Lord, the power of the Holy Ghost would saturate this place, touching hearts and touching souls and letting thy will be done. We love you this morning. Appreciate you. We thank you for the word. Help us, God, have the ingredients in us, amen, to persevere in this truth and gospel with the right attitude and the right spirit doing what we can to put those amen out of the fire put those amen in this end time god we would do that giving you the glory and the praise and the honor for all of it in jesus name we pray love you this morning appreciate you thank you for coming being in this service with us today let me make a couple announcements to you men let's don't forget that's just coming friday the 28th brother strains it's uh, the men's conference 
Brother Sandy's going to be there. We plan on driving the van for that Friday night. Not sure about Saturday, but for, definitely for Friday night. Uh, Brother McKissick's going to start revival uh, with Brother uh, Williams Jones. Amen. He's a special speaker. This is at Brother McKissick's there on Geiger Road, uh, February the 27th through the March the 1st and March the 5th through March the 8th. We'd like to go. These brochures will be up here, okay? Love you. Appreciate you. I think they got practice tonight for some. I'm not sure. 